This is an ESPN 97.5 Road Show. Live from Brew Wings, this is Moneyline. It's Moneyline. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. On ESPN 97.5. ESPN975.com. It's presented by my bookies. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Nice camera Hello, world. Welcome into a special edition of Moneyline as we are live out at Brewings out in Pearland. And we are hyped, right? Week yes. two, more football, more money to be made, and more fantasy lineups to get you going for this week two slate. My partner in grind, the statistician, at Josh Jordan 97.5, was where you can find him on Twitter, Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Another beautiful Sunday, man. It- Hey, we killed it last week. Uh, we'll try and do it again, right? Yeah, that's the plan, right? Let's hope things work in our favor. Behind the glass, back in studio, keeping us in line, making sure the jams keep going from 10 to noon, and we'll be out here for two hours after that if you want to come hang out at Brewings in Pearland, 8490 uh, Pearland, or I'm sorry, it's 8490 Sam Houston Parkway East. It's off Pearland Parkway, really close to the Pearland Parkway um, street. So if you want to just go Sam Houston South, exit Pearland Parkway, and you'll see it right there to the right. Andrew, how's it going over there in studio? It's going all right, man. It's a little odd not seeing you guys' beautiful Sounds faces like on good. Sunday morning. <laughs> At Carlson Radio is where you can find our man, Andrew. He'll have the injury report ready for you as soon as it comes out. And anything else, Texans, because we know you've got to be hype about that game today. How are you feeling about the matchup? I'm expecting them to win. Man, the Jaguars have a back think quarterback. They, I think they've got a good shot. Yeah, it, that, that's the thing. And it looks like A.J. Boye is not going to play, so the Texans get a break there. I don't know if they're going to cover that spread. It's a pretty big number, Jerry. I guess we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, it looks like it's maybe come down a little bit from 9.5 to 7.5. Um, just quickly, you, you have any thoughts on why it came down a little bit, Jerry? Sharp money. They say that a lot of big betters were coming through with Jacksonville money. The spread might be too big, but I'm yet – I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical to trust in this quarterback because he did go up against Kansas City. He only missed a few passes, yeah. and he looked great, they say. But going up today, we know Jacksonville's got a few injuries. Yeah. A few guys have been ruled out already. I've got a pick for this game in specific, and we'll get into Ooh. it a little later on during our pick segment. But there's a lot of people saying that the spread might be too big, and yeah. that, that might be the case. And it could be. I mean, the, the Texans' defense is just not very good. We saw that. Very clearly the other night on Monday Night Football. Hey, we haven't really talked about that. This is the first time we've done the show since that Monday night game. Really heartbreaking loss for the Texans, man. It, it really felt like they, they deserved that when Deshaun Watson just two throws. They go down the field, take the lead, and then the defense just can't hold it. Line too far away from, you know, the defenders were lined up too far off the line of scrimmage. They get that easy completion Drew Brees does to, I believe it was Ted Ginn. They kick the long field goal, and... And that was that. That was really disappointing. And Aaron Colvin, the guy that was playing too far off, he's playing really far off now because they kicked him off the team. 
way off. Yeah. I guess a lot of people are asking if that was the case, if his, if his uh, leash, let's call it, was one game, then why wasn't this done before? Right. And just quickly, what do you think? Is that more on Romeo for not telling him and making sure that he's lined up closer, or is that on the player? I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. You as a player have to have that instinct, but then you are what you're getting caught. So at one point, though, you have to get out there and you have to think, why are we playing so deep here? <laughs> are we defending a Hail Mary? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> makes no sense. As a player, that's something that's got to come as a natural instinct. But, again, you can only go out there and play what's called, and then we know how that ended up. But going to as far as the fantasy world, Deshaun Watson ended up as the third overall quarterback, 35.4 points. A fantastic performance. I've been on record all season saying, or all preseason saying, that he would be the number one quarterback yeah. overall. Only two people that surpassed him this week, Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and Lamar came through big time for me. I had him on my fantasy team in my big money league. He looked great. We figured it'd be him running the ball that got him all those fantasy points, but no, he did it with his arm against an awful-looking Dolphins team, and we'll get into that a little bit with the Patriots playing them this week. So that was nice to see. It looks like Deshaun, it's going to be between, I think, him and Mahomes for who's going to be the the top two fantasy quarterbacks this year. He looked great. And I have to say, I wasn't a big fan of the the trade the Texans made with the Dolphins getting tons on Kenny Stills, but those guys, they played well. Kenny Stills caught that big touchdown at the end of the game. Really nice play there. I thought, you know, Tunzel gave up a sack, but... Overall, I thought he played really well, especially for a guy that only been with the team for a few days just trying to figure out the offense. So I thought there, it was definitely noticeable that they had a franchise left tackle, right? It, you could tell. You know, every so often there's guys that you say matchup proof, right? Yep. DeAndre Hopkins is cool. matchup proof, right? Yes, yes. The fourth overall scoring wide receiver last week. But if you look at the overall leaderboard as far as wide receivers, you couldn't have paid me. I wouldn't have bet it. If I was a betting man, <laughs> Which then it would end it like this. Sammy Watkins first, Deshaun Jackson second, John Ross third. You got Hopkins, Marquise Brown. I mean, check out these names. And that's, this is what led the leaderboard as far as wide receivers. I'm not sure that we can expect that same thing, but I can expect Hopkins to be up there again. Oh, and yeah. we use matchup proof because a lot of people are going to lean on the matchup that he has today. What do you think about that? Well, you know, it's a tough matchup because Jalen Ramsey's a great player, but over his career, Hopkins has, has played pretty well against him. He's put up numbers. So I, I expect the same thing today. I think he will travel, though. That's one thing that you respect about Ramsey is he, he travels with the number one receiver of that team all over the field to shut him down. So I expect to see more of that today. But I think Hopkins will still get his. But maybe in, like, daily, I'm staying away from Hopkins this week. He's expensive. He's got a tough matchup. So that's probably something I'll stay away from. But, you know, in your seasonal leagues, you're starting him every week no matter what. And, man, he looked great. It it was weird, though, with him dropping a couple balls early in that game. That's something you usually don't see from Hopkins. Backfield, what do you make of that? Because I was impressed by the running style. Yes. But if you look at it, Duke – was the share was significantly more, but whenever Hyde was in, he was actually getting the carry. He wasn't out there just to block. He was in. I thought Raheel made a really good point. It just feels like they have a different attitude with the running game now. It feels like Lamar Miller is a little more of a, you know, a polite running back. Where Carlos Hyde, he's got an attitude. He's going to hit you, man. And I've been waiting for this forever. They finally have a third down back in Duke Johnson. We know they kind of copy the Patriots, right? Patriots have had that third down back for years. It's always a different dude. Right now it's James White for them. It's nice that the Texans finally have that third down guy. Hopefully that'll 
protect Deshaun Watson a little bit to where he can just check down to Duke Johnson, get the ball out of his hand, and, and pick up some easy yards. We saw that was another big part of the, you know, the storyline the other night was Deshaun Watson took a lot of hits, man. What was he sacked? Six times, I think. So, you know, we've got to keep that in mind. As well as he played, it looks like he's already dinged up. Week one, he's already dinged up. Well, he's you saw play. that fantastic run. Yeah. But that's something that you have to, I guess, is the risk and the reward factor, right? Because that's something that you get with someone like him. Yep. The risk with a line like the one he has. But the reward being if – from a fan standpoint, yeah, putting points on the board from a fantasy standpoint, you'd love to see him oh, yeah. jump in the end zone like that, especially from a quarterback whenever you're rushing it in. That's more points. It is. And, you know, Brett Favre talked about his performance earlier this week, and, you know, Favre said that was kind of his issue was, you know, he wanted to make plays, and he took a lot of hits in his career, and that's just the type of quarterback he is, and that's going to come with the territory. So it's something we're just going to have to get used to as Texans fans. But, you know, it makes you worry a little bit, and especially because, you know, when he, he did dive into the end zone and got that touchdown, he could have just walked out of bounds at like the one or two-yard line and not taken that hit and then, you know, tried to rush it in with maybe Johnson or, or Hyde or something like that. But I think Watson's been around long enough to know with the Texans if, if he doesn't get in the end zone, it's going to be a field goal factory of sadness with Fairbairn, you know, where they're, they're getting three every time they go down there. And when you're playing Drew Brees, you can't be kicking field goals. You've got to put it in the end zone to beat him. So I guess the question here is that number two spot wide receiver, who's it going to be? You know, because oh. I, this week it's, it's even more in question. But if you can figure out that puzzle that is the wide receiver two spot, then you can find value. You can. I think it is Fuller, but the problem is, is he's going to split targets with Kenny Stills, and now it looks like Kiki QT's back, so he's going to split targets with him too. So if Fuller's only getting three or four targets a game, it's, it's, you know, it's going to be tough to count on him, but A.J. Boye's out, so you could easily see Fuller get behind the defense like he did last week against the Saints and make a big play. And speaking of getting behind the defense, something that we use as a measure in the fantasy world is air yards. It kind yeah. of dictates where the player is to where the ball is getting thrown. And Will Fuller, even though he didn't have that much action, he was top 12 in air yards last week. So if we can see a positive uh, a regression, let's say, towards, let's say, uh, six or seven catches, maybe you can get in there hey, I like his chances, and a lot of people are throwing him in as sleeper this yeah. week because I hate to use the word sleeper. I hate, I even hate the term because the day and age we live in now, nothing's a sleeper, right? You get online, and if someone's already wrote about him and whatnot, but here with the crowded wide receiver two spot, any of these three guys can go off, and Will Fuller might go forgotten. It's overreaction week right now. Everyone watches week one. Everyone overreacts. Everyone jumps off bandwagons that shouldn't have been that full in the first place. So as soon as they jump off, that creates space for you. And on this show, space creates value. And we're going to keep creating that for the next two hours. We're out live at Brewings out in Pearland. Come hang out with Moneyline. You're listening to Moneyline ESPN 97.5. This is an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow, live from Brew Wings. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. 
Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776. The phone lines are now officially open. I know you're sitting out there right now thinking, Moneyline, help me out. I got these two guys, and who am I going to start? Or Jerry Bow, I lost my butt on them Cam Newton-led Panthers on Friday, and I need to make some – or on Thursday, and I need to make some money back. So – for the next few hours, we are hoping to put you in a spot to hit the bookie over the head, to go ahead and win your matchups. Hopefully, you're 1-0. How did you start out last week? Man, I did pretty well. I, I had one league at the office at Gal Media where I lost because Joe Mixon killed me, right? You know, he got hurt early in that game, and, and that was the difference for me. But my big money league, I, I cruised to victory. I think I put up like 170 points, had the most points in the league. But thank you, Lamar Jackson. That came through great. Austin Eckler. It was, a, it was a really good week, man. I was excited. And, you know, Kamara, my Lord, he could just take it whenever he wanted it against the Texans on Monday night. So he came through for me. So it was a good week, man. And we, uh, we were on the Ravens last week, remember? It was like minus seven, right? And that paid off almost immediately. So we cashed on that one. It was a good week for us. And I was a little proud of myself, too, on this Thursday night game. I could tell it was just getting a little ugly. So I live bet the under, and I cashed on that, too. And I like the hesitation you had with the seven because it all matters where you bet. Did you yeah. get a seven? Out there you're wondering right now, like, Josh, you're a liar. I got seven and a half. No, <laughs> you're the liar because you didn't have my bookie. Right. And uh, my bookie, football season is always right because they, hey, they pay out. We're already risking. We're already gambling. And a gamble to get your money – that's something you don't want to do. No. I've been there before, and that's a hassle. You wake up on Tuesday, and you say you've won, and you've already – you on Monday night, you started spinning at the bar. You're <laughs> thinking that you already won. And then before you know it, you never get paid out. But at my bookie, you never have that problem. Why? Because you bet, you win, and you get paid. My bookie has odds on every game and prop bets. And you know, in a fantasy world, we usually throw out props because we know where the action should be, where the market share should be as far as target shares or whatever it is on the offensive side of the ball. And we try to put you on the right side site at MatBookie, you can take advantage of that. But take advantage of the promo code RADIO right now, and you'll get double on your money. They're giving you Ooh. money to beat them. So you deposit 300 they're going to give you a free 300 to beat them. Who, who does that? Who gives out money other than us and Moneyline yeah. and MyBookie, and now we're together? It's the perfect team. Again, again, use promo code RADIO. You get that double up on your money offer, and then you're, you're, you're in action. If you... Uh, If you didn't like a line where it started and say the opposite team scores a touchdown, that line has shifted in your favor. Make sure to take advantage of that. Make sure to take advantage of the promo code radio. You play, you win, you get paid at my bookie. No doubt. My bookie came through for me the other night. I live bet that game. Had a feeling. Waited a little bit. I waited for the Saints to get a little momentum going, and then the, the number bumped up to Texans plus eight and a half. I fired on that. It turns out I didn't need it, but I felt a lot better at the end of the game. And that's the thing. Going into that matchup, you want the Texans are going to keep it close, and then Saints fans saying, well, I know our struggles – because we're 0-5 against the spread the last five years, week one. So we come out the gate traditionally struggling. Yeah, so and they you, did. Once you put those two into one equation, you can get a better number than seven if you were the Texans hoping, hey, maybe let's wait it out a little bit. But the Texans came out swinging. It was a slow start. Yeah. Over-under betters were sweating as cool. I was myself. I was I had, on the over, too. That came down to the end. And I had given out bets the whole week. That was my play of the week. Yeah. You know what I mean? So once, once that game got going 
and you saw how the score started going, uh, uh, playing out, and you saw that Drew Brees was going to have to chase, then you go to my bookie, you see that halftime line, and everything told you that Brees and company were going to make a comeback, and that was easy yep. money. They did. And I think we're going to see a lot of that with the Texans this year, right? I think Deshaun's going to continue to put up points, and I think the defense is going to continue to struggle. So I think we're going to see a lot of overs with the Texans throughout the course of the season. And overs is something we play often, and for overs you need two ingredients. One bad defense, <laughs> check, check, and one spectacular offense that can play coming from behind. And I gave out a preseason, a big prop, was the Deshaun Watson's pass yards over. And a lot of my uh, theory behind it was he only had 19 attempts for six straight weeks after that Dallas Cowboys game last year. Um, a lot of people had to think that it had to do with the rib injury, you know, sure. that, that. So they were limiting what he had to do. A lot of people say that it had to do with the opponents during that stretch. Whatever the case may be, he didn't have to throw it much. He's usually a 25 pass attempt per guy uh, per game. So that's six attempts that he was missing per game. And then he almost still hit that feat. So you're telling me now this year he's not going to hit around that 4,000-yard mark, and that's what it sat at? Take advantage on a weekly basis of maybe not so much this week because it's, it's a, I think it'll be a, a, a under. I'm going to go ahead and split the, uh, to go ahead and throw that out there. But in normal matchups where you think that the Texans are going to be behind, he has noticeably bigger splits whenever they're behind, and he, he's, he's fantastic. He is, and that, that number is 43 right now is depending on where you get it but it's right around 43 you know it's interesting it opened at 44 and a half and it's come down a little bit so there you have it Jerry's thinking the under tonight and or today I should say and and that makes a lot of sense right if if the Texans aren't chasing points if they get out to a lead they're probably going to play a little more conservative maybe they won't take as many chances they won't score as much so that makes a lot of sense so I could definitely see that playing out Um, you know the seven and a half is interesting to me that that it came down so much but I'm probably going to wait till we get a little closer to game time. And this might be one that I, I live bet as well, Jerry, where I kind of wait for this thing to get going and get a feel for the game and then jump on my bookie and fire. Also, the teaser option will be available. When you play teasers, the best way you can do it is crossing through key numbers. So if you cross, say you took Texans here, you could get past the seven, past the three. If you could get it around eight and a half, if you get it at nine, then you need to go ahead and wait. But if you could get it at eight and a half and you're going to see late money on this game, go ahead and hit that teaser and add it with something else. During this, game, uh, during this show right here, we'll give you a free teaser options. No, I can't wait, man. It's, I'm so glad football's back. And we had a really good week last week. I, I think I only lost one bet, and it was just a prop bet. So, you know, we've been on a roll here. So well, hopefully we can keep it going. Let's get it going right now then. Let's jump into the first game. All right, let's do it. Uh, first one at the top of the list. AFC South division rivalry here. We got the Colts visiting the Tennessee Titans. No surprise here. Titans favored by a field goal at home. I don't know. Do you, you lean in one way or the other with this one? No. I'm curious to see what's going to happen here. What we learned from week one that the Titans defense is for real. Yeah. And then we know that the Colts are going to lean a lot on Marlon Mack. Yes. I think both of the running backs in this game can, can really do something here. So, that's something to keep an eye on. But, yeah, this one, I think it's going to be close. I think that's about right. It feels like about a field goal game. So this might be one I just kind of stay away from. Yeah, from a betting perspective, I can't jump on either side confidently. But I'm looking at the under. Yeah. It's at 43.5 is the number right now. Opened at 44. This has 2017 written all over it. It does. You're absolutely right. And and who knows, with you know, Mariota, he might turn into a pumpkin again this week. You know, what do you like, make out of – Derrick Henry. Oh, man. You know what? 
a lot of his fantasy production was on that little swing pass, you know, the, that he took to the house. And, you know, I think he only rushed for around 80 yards in that ballpark, which is about what you expect with Derrick Henry on a weekly basis. I don't think you can expect him to, to take it to the house checkdowns, but yeah, Colts aren't very good against running backs uh, catching the ball. They, they struggle against that. We talked about that last week. So maybe he can strike twice, and, and Henry does a little something catching the ball this week again. Overall pass, there's options on both sides, but for me, I uh, I don't like the uh, I don't like an option as far as the uh, the Colts or the Titans. I got to see more. Okay, then uh, let's do this one quickly. We've got the Chargers going to Detroit, Motor City. We get to see uh, about a one and a half point spread here. Chargers are favored on the road. Chargers are down some weapons, so you know it's going to be a little tough for them. I think a big day for Keenan Allen. Uh, you know Hunter Henry now. He- frustrating right that guy's always hurt the injuries are popping up and now you have injuries at every level you started with with uh, the defensive back out for the year then you started with the offensive lineman now you're going into the uh, you don't have your running back and now you're going to miss your tight end Hunter Henry and it, look, Mike Williams is he's backed up he might play but he's he's dinged up at what point do they become downgraded and you say hey because it's hard to trust the Lions. It is. Especially after how they ended that game last They week. blew that game. I mean, they should have won that. So many people had that game as a check as far as the money-wise. And like Fred Flowers, for yeah. example, he told me he had won a pot. I have a friend that had three grand a, a parlay. That would have had it. And before, by the time he checked the game again, it was over. Yeah. It, we, we were actually watching it at a sports bar. and We couldn't believe how quickly things changed. So. I don't know. Are you leaning a certain way on this one? One and a half, Chargers on the road, dealing with some injuries. If I had to pick a side, I would go Detroit here, but I'm going to pass here. And your your best option and your best uh, weapon in sports gambling is the option to pass. Just because the game's on doesn't mean that you have to bet it. That's what happens on Monday nights. That's what happens on Sunday nights. But whenever you have the whole slate, look at the slate and say, "Can I? would I, would I really bet this game if it was only a one game on this slate? No. So no, probably it. not. And I did want to remind everybody before we go to break here, we're at Brewings in Pearland. Come hang out with us. Come by Brewings today. Grab some free samples of Cheers. It's alcohol aid. It, Hey, no hangovers, man. Brighter mornings, freedom to enjoy the alcohol on your own terms. Cheers is the way to reduce alcohol's negative effects and has positive effects on increasing human health and happiness. Visit CheersHealth.com for more info and tell them you heard about it on ESPN 97.5. Be right back. Listening to an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow live from Brew Wings. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by My Bookie. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. That's the spot at Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter at Josh Jordan 97.5 at Carlson Radio at Jerry Bow Knows with a Z. The lines are open. The texts are open as well. We know you have questions out there. We know that you're ready to make some money because we are. And get over to my bookie and get those bets in. Let's do it, my man. We got into a little bit of the uh, some of the lines, some of these early games. 
a little earlier in the show, so we're going to continue to run through some of those. So you want to do a little more gambling, or you want to jump into some fantasy here? Let's what keep you? ripping through this fantasies. All right, let's keep doing this. All right, next game, we got Buffalo at the New York Giants. Ugh. This is not one I'm excited about, but Jerry has taught me that a lot of times you find the money in the ugly matchups, not the pretty ones. Is this one of those times, Jerry? What do you think on Buffalo versus the Giants? Well, we talked about John Brown and his ability to get deep. And yep. Josh Allen was one of the best deep ball throwers in the league, and we saw that last week. If John Brown can torch him, I'm scared to see what's going to go forward because when you're going to play from behind, as the Bills were uh, will all year long, as I'm expecting, then you're going to be throwing the ball a lot, right? Yeah. That's positive game script for John Brown, and I could expect more of this going forward. No, I'm with you there. I could see – he was one of those guys where I kind of liked him as a sleeper, but I, I wasn't really sure, you know, because it is the Bills offense. But it's looking like that, you know, he may be able to come through for you this year. So I, I kind of like John Brown, too. And we know the Giants defense looked terrible against Dak Prescott last week. So I think we might see more of the same as they play Buffalo. And to round out the rest of the team, Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley was second in targets, nine, Singletary, six, Zay Jones, five. Yeah, they, Man, this is an ugly one. I'm not I'm not too interested in it, at least watching it. I, I might like to make a little money off it, but, you know, it, you're obviously starting Saquon Barkley and you're starting Ingram in this matchup. Uh, with Buffalo, you're going with John Brown. And, you know, Singletary looks like a guy that's kind of – you're starting to some, hear some stuff about him. Do you, you think he could break out this week? I think he can, but not enough to where I'm plugging him in lineups. I'm interested, though, on the Giants' side of the ball. Evan Ingram, 13 targets. Do you yeah. think that this is something that can keep going forward? I do. I, I think that they're just going to lean on him. That They need him. And Sterling Shepard's been kind of, you know, injury prone and dealing with some stuff. So I think they're going to – I think it's going to be Ingram and Barkley, man. That's that's what they're about. This game – let's not waste too much more yeah. time on this game. Let's go to the next one. All right, let's do Arizona, Baltimore. I'm actually kind of curious about this one because I want to see if Lamar Jackson can do it again, right? Mark Ingram, we pushed really hard last week, and he came through for us. I think he could find some success again this week. So he's a guy I'm digging. And Larry Fitzgerald, man, he just never stops, right? He's the timeless wonder. Every season when you go to draft and he's sitting there in the middle rounds and you're kind of like, oh, man, I don't want to take Larry Fitzgerald. And then he ends up being pretty good for you. So he might do something this week because the Ravens, they're dealing with some injuries in their secondary. So we'll see how they deal with that, but it's something to consider. I think Baltimore, they're going to struggle a little bit with the injury, so I think I think this is a good one. Baltimore favored by 13. What do you think about that number? From an overall game script perspective, it's, it's pretty easy to see how it's going to go because Arizona led the league in pace week one. That's what they were supposed to be, though, yeah. this aerial attack. They didn't lie. No. Over 40% no huddle week one. Can you imagine that? Welcome to 2019. That's here. But That's on the other want. side of the ball, you have the Ravens' defensive secondary uh, injuries right yeah. now. So how are they going to be able to mask that? How can the Cardinals mask their defensive efficiencies if they're moving so fast? Right. They, so if you can't slow down, but Lamar Jackson and company are going to be scoring at a rapid pace. They are. It looks like it. This is screaming over. I, and the number right now I'm seeing is about 46. It opened at 41 and a half, so it's been it's been climbing. It's screaming over, and if you look at the implied team totals, they got uh, Baltimore around 30, and then they got the Cardinals around 16 and a half. I think the Cardinals get around 20, 
leaving the the, the the Ravens to only have to score about 26, 27 points, which I think is feasible. I do too, and we've got to talk about Marquise Hollywood-Brown breaking out for the Ravens last week. One thing that I noticed when I was putting together my fantasy ranks, by the way, go to Sports Map. I need to update those guys. Those went up uh, on Thursday, so I'll update them during the break. Not sure about Antonio Brown and Joe Mixon, so I'm waiting to see with the injury report here at 11 who all is going to play. But, uh, no, I noticed a lot of quick speed guys having a lot of success. Marquise Brown, Deshaun Jackson, John Ross finally broke out last week. So early in the year, we're seeing these speed merchants, you know, breaking a tackle and taking it to the house. Let's talk about overreactions, though, and I think that that's what we get here with Marquise Brown. you got to remember, he only was on the field for 15 snaps. Right. That's nothing. Five targets. He burned out and had all those stats on those small numbers. So going forward, you have to expect regression, maybe more receptions, maybe a few more targets, but I don't think that those numbers is something that he's going to keep forward to. Somebody that surprised me was Mark Andrews. Seven yes. targets, and he showed up with them. He did, and I wanted to bring that up because he's a little banged up, so we'll see if he plays this week. But the other thing I wanted to bring up with the Ravens is they tend to be doing this. Like, they're, when certain guys are on the field, like Marquise Brown, they're typically going to him. And the same thing with Andrews. You know, he's not typically on the field a whole, whole lot. But when he is, of the time but he's getting targets. So you wonder if at some point they're going to have to kind of change up how they're doing things because it's almost a tell, right? If Brown's on the field, they're probably going to throw at him. If Andrews is on the field, they're probably going to throw to him. And that might start tipping off some, you know, some defenses. End it like this. Fire up Mark Andrews in DFS as those Cardinals allowed seven for 146 in a touchdown to the tight end position. Next. Next. And be sure to make sure he's active because he's a little dinged up. We just don't know yet. So Andrew will probably get that to us in the 11 o'clock hour. All right, let's move on to the next game. What do we got here? We got New England, Miami. Wow, this is going to be a bloodbath, just my opinion. 18 and a half point spread. You sure don't see that very often in the NFL, do you, Jerry? No, and that's what's scary here because you have to think about what's – there's so many ways that the theory of this could be played out. Do the Patriots want to get out of there in one piece? Is is health the priority here? Because I don't think that winning and losing is that much of a factor as far as ment- mentally. But I say that loosely because they always struggle against Miami they at Miami. So throwing that into equation now, we talk about theory – they lost to Miami last year. They did. At the end of the game when Rob Gronkowski was out there playing defensive back. What's fresh on the minds of the Patriots? They can't take payback. this game lightly. Payback. We saw payback against divisional foes after that. They played the Jets. They played the Bills after that game against the Dolphins, and they smoked them. They did, and typically Brady does not take his foot off the gas. When they're rolling you, they usually keep throwing. And because of that payback, I think that that is going to be the case this week. And on defense, Belichick's not messing around. Remember, he lost to Matt Patricia, one of his former assistants Early in the Lions in the last year. He's facing a former assistant here. What is it, Flores, the, yes. the coach of the Dolphins? So I could see Belichick giving them a little extra something, if you know what I mean. Traditionally, you will not make money in this league betting 16, 19-point no. favorites. That's why the sharp side is on Miami, but you're not getting that many bets because people can't do it with confidence because no. usually when you have this, you you might be have these kind of spreads because you have a backup quarterback or some kind of injuries or some kind of coaching change. But when motivation, when you when you have to handicap motivation, yep. that's a whole different ball game because you can handicap the stats and you can say, hey, this is the way they usually play and this is what the defensive coordinator is good at and whatever else you want to throw into the ingredients. But 
at the end of the day, if you can't have motivation from a team, then I don't know what we can say. So going forward on this game, it's a pass. It's an under. But fire up all the Patriots players because this is where you can get Josh Gordon to get his stats. Right. And speaking of motiv- motivation, it looks like Antonio Brown's going to play. We know with the, the, the sexual assault charges that were coming down this week, you know he's going to be motivated to go out and do something positive, right? He's a Miami guy. The game is in Miami. So I think he's going to be highly motivated to do something this week. Also, keep in mind uh, with James White, there's a rumor he may not go because his wife might be having a baby. So make sure you check and make sure he's active for this game before you set your lineups this week. And only one play on the Dolphins' side, as I believe that they'll be playing catch-up. Devontae Parker led the lead, uh, led the team in week one snaps. 76% of the snaps he was on the field, seven targets. That's something that you look for if you know a team's going to be trailing. They're going to have to throw the ball. True. Look for that here. Next game. All right, next game. Oh, America's team, Jerry. You got the Cowboys. Are they oh, still America's team uh, in 2019? Uh, well, according to old Jer, they are, and they're heading to Washington for this one. Six-point spread, Cowboys favored on the road. 46-and-a-half is what the total's looking like. Are you leaning anyway with this one? First and foremost, let's go out and say we called that Dak Prescott would have a performance not like exactly like he had it, but we knew that he has success against man coverage. Yep. Man coverage, if you run that against him, that's where he excels. If you run zone, that's where you can slow him down. Washington can do a little bit of both, right? So how... Does Washington keep the ball out of that Dallas offense? Because it looked fantastic. It did. And keep in mind, you know, Darius Geis, knee surgery. He actually looked pretty good, but he's out. Bring out the corpse of Adrian Peterson for another run here. Chris Thompson, you know, I think he's a good option on passing downs. If they're trailing like we think they will be, he might, you know, catch some check downs. Do decent for your fantasy team. Adrian Peterson's going to come out running with a vengeance. He's going to come out running like a man that's in debt. <laughs> because he is. He's going to come out there and get paid. How about Amari Cooper, though? Oh, man. Something scares me, though, because he says that I hate the word flare-up. Yeah. Usually that doesn't, isn't, isn't good. If somebody says, hey, sure. it's flaring up week one, week one, he missed, like, the whole preseason. I mean, that's why I, I was worried about drafting him. You just... And it's a foot injury with the receiver. That's never a good thing. Last offseason, the hype around Michael Gallup. Yeah. Everyone wanted it to be what he was in week one. Receptions of 62, 36, and 23. Man. This is who he wanted him to be, right? Yes, and I think I think he's going to be a good player for them. I like him this week. And a Randall Cobb sighting we had last week as well. Four for 69 and getting in the end zone. Right. So I kind of like me some Cowboys here. Do we like him enough? For the six points, though, Jerry. When something seems too easy, uh-huh. that's bad news. And this seems too easy. I, I remember a time that I had made it late in one of those survivor pools years back. And there was only a few teams I could pick for. And then they said Case Keenum was going to start at Jerry World on a Monday night. And I said, there's no way. I'm taking the Cowboys. And I lost. And then two weeks later, it was a pool. I'm talking about four or 5,000 people. And there was like 100 of us left. It was late in that season. I know Cowboy fans remembering that right now saying, I remember that. Well, I remember it as well. Case Keenum showed up. I'm scared. I just don't see who they're going to throw the ball to on the Washington side other than old school Vernon Davis. Yeah, it's ugly. Vernon Davis, fire him up for very cheap in the DFS world and keep firing us up for the next hour and 15 minutes. We've got winners. We've got wings. We're at Brewings out in Pearland. Go ahead and exit right there by Pearland Parkway. Look 
off to your left or right, depending where you're coming from. And uh, we'll be here getting you ready for kickoff. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 975. This is an ESPN 97.5 Roadshow, live from Brew Wings. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776. If you have any stardom sit-em questions, any questions about gambling, on today's slate, we'd be glad to answer that for you at Josh Jordan 97.5 here with me out at Brewings in Pearland at Carlson Radio. My man Andrew Carlson sitting back in studio, keeping us on air, making sure everything runs correctly. We have right here a uh, we have a question from the text line. Julio Jones and Freeman killed me last week. Do you think they rebound this week? Yeah, I mean, you're rolling with Julio at home. That, that That's a no-brainer. And against the Eagles, that's not that scary at all. So definitely fire him up in your lineup this week. Don't worry about it. And also, fire up your car. Come down here to Brewings and hang out with us. We're going to be here until 2 p.m. We're broadcasting live from Brewings in Pearland. It's at uh, Pearland Parkway and Beltway 8. Guys, specials, are you kidding me? Sunday, 30 boneless wings for $17.99, Jerry. You can't beat that. Stop by, check out our pregame show right now, hang out with us, watch some football, make some money with Moneyline. 84.90 is the spot, Sam Houston Parkway East. We'll be here until 2. So we'll be here hanging out, watching Houston, Jacksonville, and pushing for the home team. No doubt about it. A lot of good games on the slate. We've already been through quite a few of them, just trying to get everybody ready for kickoff. The one thing we have to consider is there's a lot of injuries already, man. It's only week two, so we're waiting for these inactive lists to come out, kind of help us solidify some decisions for this week. Well, let's get into some more decisions. What do we got? Let's do it. All right, this is the big game. It's Jacksonville-Houston. I'm sure it's not the uh, the big game in the national media this week with Jacksonville already down Nick Foles. How fortunate the Texans get here, man. They're, this game, I've... I wasn't so sure about if they would win when they had Foles. But now that he's out, I really like me some Texans this week. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Deshaun Watson. Maybe if they played a little more conservative with him, don't want him taking any hits. Let's see, Will Fuller I think could be a guy maybe you fire up in your flex. I I just I feel like with A.J. Boye out, he might be able to get behind the defense for a big play. I like me some Duke Johnson this week. Leonard Fournette. I, you got to roll with him. I like his chances as well. So I think this is a good one from a gambling play. Numbers down to seven and a half now in favor of Houston. Let's talk about this one a little more in depth, Jerry. What you got? I think it's too high. It's gotten away. But at the end of the day, the guy that had that nine ticket that was ahead of the value, he's out there smiling right now. So I don't. I'm not leaning either which side as far as the fantasy standpoint. Though I do love what we saw from Leonard Fournette. Eighty-six percent of the team snaps he was in. That's something that gives you uh, encouragement because you right. know that he could. Uh, there was points last year that you thought about, man. Why do I even have this guy? But I want a guy that had 17 of the 18 running back touches. Was him. You know, T.J. Yeldon's gone, so you don't have to worry about that. Fournette's the guy. He's really the only guy on the, the Jags I'm interested in. What about D.D. Westbrook, though? You know, he, didn't, he did get in the end zone last week. We told people to start him. I think he had around 30 yards, but got in the end zone, scored for you. Uh, this week, you know, it, 
It's not a very good Texans defense. He could do it again. He led the league in uh, the team in targets, but it was Conley and DJ Chark on that wonderful throw <laughs> yeah. from Foles before he left. Yep. And that's how they got in the end zone. But once the backup quarterback came in, it was Chris Conley that had the report with him. See, that's interesting. We'll see if that continues into this week. But, man, I, this is just kind of ugly. It's t- I'm kind of torn, Jerry. This feels like a game where maybe the Texans let you down a little bit, you know, after that big, exciting week one, and then they come into week two. And, you know, remember last year, wasn't week two that ugly game they lost to the Titans with Blaine Gabbert? I believe that was the case. Backup quarterback. Yeah, backup quarterback. So I'm starting to see some similarities here. I still think the Texans are going to pull this one off. I don't know if I want to go seven and a half, though. And just something encouraging for Duke Johnson owners, but as well as Hyde, the guys that were ahead of the curve as far as that and were able to scoop them up. 64% to 36 is what the sh- uh, the ba- running back share was, Duke Johnson, but he only outcarried him two times. So when Hyde was in, that goes to tell you, those 34 or 36%, he was getting the rock. He looked good, man. Like, like He looked powerful. He looked quicker than I thought. He, he reminded me of the Carlos Hyde from a couple years ago. So I'm, I'm really liking the Texans' running game. I'm, I'm definitely liking the play of Laramie Tunzel. It was very obvious they had a franchise left tackle last week. He looked terrific. He's a big dude. He handled his business. It'll be interesting to see if Titus Howard plays this week. You know, he was out with the finger issue last week. So I wonder if he slides into left guard. And if he comes through, that's a really nice left side of your line. They also extended Nick Martin this week, gave him a contract extension in the center. I feel like they overpaid him a little bit, but... But they, they did extend him. And if you're out there wondering, should I fire up, or not should I, you're going to fire up Hopkins, but you're wondering what does he do traditionally against Ramsey? 12 for 147, 3 for 50 in a touchdown, 4 for 80 in a touchdown, 7 for 55 in a touchdown, 8 for 87. So he get his. He does. He's going to get his. Fire him up in the DFS world as people will shy away from him when they see Jalen Ramsey is the one that covers him. That's a good point. All right, let's move on quickly here. Seattle-Pittsburgh. I'm actually kind of feeling this one just uh, as an NFL fan, right? A couple good teams here. Well, what's the gambling saying, though, Jerry, right? You got a team on the West Coast flying all the way over to the East Coast to play an early game that usually does not favor the team traveling very much. Steelers favored by four. Do you like anybody in this one? In football, gambling, especially NFL, you buy what's ugly, you shine it up and give it value, and then you sell it back to the public. And that's what you get here. You get a team in Pittsburgh that it was on a primetime slate, so people are on a primetime matchup, so everyone got to see what the Steelers were or what they were lack thereof weren't, right? Yeah. So now going forward, what's the what's the memory that the better's going to have about those Steelers? They're going to say, man, these guys aren't the same. They don't have Bell. They don't have Brown. This is a trouble. Juju's let's, banged up. They're going to think, let's bet against them. Who's Russell Wilson as an underdog? Yeah, he's fantastic as an underdog. But the home road splits for Big Ben are crazy. Oh, and at is. home, he averages 42 more yards. He averages uh, 1.3 touchdowns on the road, 2.7 at home. One of my biggest bets of the week, and I'm going to go ahead and spoil it now, Big Ben over one and a half pass touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Steelers minus three and a half. I think the Steelers are going to throw a party today. And on the other side of the ball with the Seahawks, boy, Tyler Lockett, I was expecting a lot more out of him, right? I know he got in the end zone, but he had less targets than DK Metcalf, which is not something I saw coming. So I'm a little worried about the Seahawks now. I'm, I just expected a lot more from Lockett. And, you know, he's dealing with a back injury. He, you know, he was limited in practice this week, so that that concerns you a little bit. Yeah, I think the Steelers 
traditionally, they're very good at home, especially Big Ben. I like that play right there. Look for Lockett to be a buy-low candidate right now because just because of that, we know that he uh, he's somebody that Russell Wilson trusts. Yes. And this particular situation, the Pittsburgh Steelers, bottom five in catches to the slot position, to the slot wide receiver. So fire him up. This is when people jump off the bank. One week shouldn't be what changes your perception on what a team was going to be. Fire them up once again as people are jumping off the bandwagon. That's yeah. how you make money. You're not going to make money in the DFS world getting on teams, uh, on players that everyone's going to be on, on the Sammy Watkins of the world. Everyone's going to be on them this week. You jump off of that. If if there's 100,000 people in one of these big contests and 30% of them are on Watkins, what do you do? Because that guy that has Watkins, he's usually not going to fire up two receivers. So if you could pick the other receiver, Miko Hardman, say, for example, and you dodge 30% of the field, 30,000, and that guy usually is not going to double-stack two wide receivers, then you made progress. No, that's a good point there. So keep that in mind. Just like we had the guy asking us if he, you know, Julio Jones this week. You know, it's like you're starting Julio Jones this week. You know, give these guys a chance. It's only one game. You don't want to overreact in one game. Overreaction theater, that's where we make money in the gambling world. Everything you saw that. You saw an overreaction on Thursday night. You thought you saw Jameis Winston was the best player on the 49ers week one. He was throwing to the opposite team. So what happens when people went to the betting window Thursday night? 80% of the tickets came in on Carolina. That's a recipe for disaster. When you see 80% of tickets on one side, 30% winners on the against the spread. You see that today, New England, 80% of the bets. Keep that in mind out there. There. It tastes ugly. Close your eyes, click those dolphins, and walk off. No doubt about it. Looks like we got a call. I believe Andrew said it's a Robert on hold. Let's take that real quick before we go to break. Robert, you're on Moneyline. How's it going, my man? Hey, how's it going? How's it going? I wanted Pretty y'all good. to what uh, can we do give for me you? a little bit. Yeah, I wanted y'all to give me a little confidence in this teaser that I played. I played the Redskins plus 12 and the Kansas City Chiefs uh, minus one. What you think about that? So uh, I love the Kansas City aspect of it. That's going to be one of my bigger bets regularly, just not even with a teaser. What scares me about the Washington-Dallas game is there's so much uncertainty because at one point you think this Washington team knows how to play that Cowboys squad. I mentioned earlier how they beat them outright before. So with this, it's I'd rather have a – Washington money line, not that I would do it, not that I'm betting this, but the way that I see it, I would rather have a Washington money line ticket rather than the spread or the teaser because that game can get ugly with the game script. What if what if uh, Dallas comes out and opens a 7-0, 10-point lead? Who does Washington throw it to? So how does the game script play out now if the game is low scoring and Washington can keep the Dallas offense off the field and then they can keep the clock moving? That's where they'll have success, though. But I think there's too much uncertainty there to, to tease it and feel confident. As far as teasers, there's a few better spots today. And we'll get back to those when we get back. You're listening to Monday Night, ESPN 97.5. And I stay on target and refuse to miss. And I still make hits beats. All these clubs, cars, and jeeps. My underground sound vibrates the streets. MC.